0: video
1: game the movie the podcast hello 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 welcome to video game the movie the podcast today we are talking about pokemon the first movie mewtwo strikes back
2: an unstoppable new enemy we dreamed of creating the world's strongest pokemon and we succeeded
1: A mysterious invitation. You
0: have been chosen to join a select group of Pokémon trainers at a special gathering.
1: Sets Ash and his friends on a dangerous voyage to confront a formidable Pokémon.
0: Humans may have created me, but they will never enslave me. The Clone shall inherit the
1: world. You can't do this! I won't let
2: you. The strange, wondrous
1: tale of the boy who stands against one of the most powerful Pokémon of
0: all. The reign of Mewtwo will soon begin.
1: the dumbest title we have come across
0: yeah okay it is dumb it's named so because it's part of like a three part collection of things because it's originally it was just called the first movie and then the subtitle is added to differentiate it from origin of Mewtwo which is a short film that precedes Mewtwo Strikes Back and then there's also Pikachu's Vacation which is attached to some versions because <laughs> this is just a weird movie that got released weirdly So let's, and everything's weird. Let's
1: backtrack here. Pokemon the first movie colon Mewtwo Strikes Back is the, as you would think, the first Pokemon movie. Now, we are arguably bending the rules a little bit, including this, because it isn't based on the games. It's based on the television show, which is kind Mm -hmm. of based on the games. It's three parts removed at this point, but it was such a big deal and such a phenomenon, and when you think Pokemon, you think video games, so I think it's fair game for this podcast.
0: We are playing Fast and Loose here. This is a movie that takes place mid-season during the first season of the show, but it's known as a video game movie, and it was a really big deal both in Japan and in the States and Canada, so... We're including it because we want to talk
2: about it.
1: And also because we wanted to torture Lexi.
2: Wait, why is this torture?
1: Because it's not a good movie by most people's standards.
2: I liked it growing up. I don't like it now.
1: Oh, we all liked it
2: growing up. Oh, for sure.
1: And actually, I have such nostalgia goggles on it that I will admit, I still didn't find watching it unpleasant on any level. (laughs) I still enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it is a fun watch. (laughs) If that makes
1: any sense. Not in a so bad it's good way. It's just watchable.
0: So who do we want to summarize the plot? We are all staring at each other awkwardly in the Skype
2: chat. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll do it. So the plot of Mewtwo Strikes Back is Mewtwo, the Pokemon cloned from the progenitor of all Pokemon, except some Mew, (laughs) breaks out of his laboratory and ends up going on a be, hates all humans and decides to take over the world sets up this island where ash and some other pokemon trainers go um, to meet the greatest pokemon trainer ever and then just kind of have all of their pokemon captured and cloned and then Mewtwo being angsty uh, at mew who actually shows up decides to take all their powers away and just have them fight and we get this really weird Thing where it's like Pokemon shouldn't fight, which is you know the main yep. plot. Of... We will
1: talk about the thematic <laughs> dissonance of this film. Yeah, but yeah, basic plot.
2: It gets wild. They go to a
1: crappy island. Mewtwo fights Mew for a while, and
2: and then Ash jumps in the in between Mew and Mewtwo who are shooting big laser beams at each other, and turns to stone because we can't actually kill people. We have to only petrify them, and then all the Pokemon cry because this is so moving and he comes back to life.
1: And then their memories are all erased and they all go
2: home. Yes,
0: this is the weirdest part of this. Like, it's not weird because being part of the show, the characters can't remember this happened otherwise it would make the whole show about this absolutely insane thing that happened to them. So they have to be, like, reset to square one so the rest of the series can happen. But it means the movie means nothing for any of the characters they have no growth and they don't retain anything they learned. Yep.
1: It is also really weird when later in the series, I've caught bits and pieces of it over the years, they run into Mewtwo again and he like knows them and like respects them and talks to them like he knows them because he's not going to pretend he doesn't remember what happened and they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's like those episodes of Futurama when they nibbler erases their memories of him being able to talk.
2: I didn't like that. That was boring. <laughs> he
1: they he, he forgets to do it eventually and they all just keep treating him like a pet anyways. Right. Anyways, Futurama is much better than this movie. Go watch Futurama. <laughs> yep. So, let's touch base on Pokemon as a franchise and our collective um And individual experiences with them.
0: Pokemon the Games are a series of Nintendo games about children going on an adventure to capture small animal like creatures that have superpowers and they use them to battle in friendly competitions with other Pokemon trainers and. Along the way, they learn lessons about life and each other. That's that's the games. It's like one of the most successful
1: transmedia franchises of all time. Uh, It has a
0: big focus on the collecting of all the Pokemon. That's like the main thrust of it is like you catch all of them. And shove them into a computer yeah they're yeah. also
1: you can disintegrate living beings into data points and then pull them back out of computers whenever you want it's, this is
0: not important at all it's just a thing that exists in the world
1: yeah it's science fiction in the weirdest least important way, isn't necessary but yeah very successful huge deal in the 90s still going on we both just pre-ordered our copies of sword and shields <laughs> Yep, me and nathan are nerds uh and lexi's a different breed of nerd yes. who doesn't want to do that but yeah the games
0: are great they're very rpg uh like turn Classical turn based RPG style games. They're a lot of fun. And the series kind of jumps off of what is built on in the games and applies it to like new characters who have their own personalities and journeys. Sort of. Sort of.
1: So yeah, me and Nathan grew up on Pokemon, Lexi you less so, I, but still
2: I grew up on the movies um, I didn't have access to the the cartoon very much, but I saw it occasionally, but I, I watched some of the movies multiple times and yeah. had some interaction with some weird online knockoffs of, I mean it was real Pokemon, but it was knockoff games of it. Yeah,
1: I mean it was a huge cultural thing, obviously you know what Pokemon is if you're listening to this podcast because it's Pokemon, like it's Right behind Mickey Mouse, as far as recognizability goes. Like, it's there. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon, the first movie came out in 1998. Eight, Eight. When I was three. <clears throat> so I didn't see this in theaters. Oh, so I sad. Didn't... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, my brothers did. Um, my brothers and their friend Matt went uh, when they were in like later in high school they went to see it and they were the only people in the theater this is just a fun story <laughs> they were the only people in the theater in Melfort Saskatchewan <clears throat> that went to see the Pokemon movie so they were like standing in the aisles yelling at the movie and throwing popcorn and apparently it was just a great time
1: uh, <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a great time I would do that yeah. the it is
2: Melfort <laughs>
1: Uh, it's north of Saskatoon. <laughs> none of these are made up names, by the all. way. Neither is it's... Elbow Moose Jaw or Climax.
0: It's about three hours out of Regina, the Great. city that rhymes
1: with fun. <laughs> Anyways, none of this is relevant to Pokemon the first movie, which we are obviously kind of trying not to talk about because it's not really that interesting.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, Detective uh,
1: Pikachu really takes like uh, a lot of the interesting elements of Mewtwo and does. I mean, oh, yeah. actually, I'm gonna be honest here. Mewtwo as a character and as a concept fantastic. Mm -hmm. They do a really good job building him up in the first like 10 minutes of the movie and the origin short. It's just once the main characters are introduced it completely goes off the rails. Yep. So let's actually let's talk about the shorts quickly because that's before Uh, the movie.
2: Unfortunately this is going to be on just the two of you because I couldn't find a version online that didn't take like five minutes to buffer three seconds yeah, no, uh, that's a bitch. Yeah. So the,
1: sh- the, sh- the version that I had growing up, because I had this movie on VHS and I watched it quite a bit, had uh, Pikachu's Vacation before it, which is a completely unrelated Pokemon short about Pikachu and like the rest of Ashes and Misty's and Brock's Pokemon being left mm. at like a summer camp for a little while. It's, and-
0: it's a theme park for Pokemon, yeah, is it- how it's described in the-, in the summary.
1: And Togepi is sad because it's a baby that's been abandoned. <laughs> and so- they spend a lot of time trying to make Togepi feel better and they get in fights with some Pokemon that are only really there to introduce the fact that Gen 2 Pokemon are coming soon. It's it's cute. It's adorable. It's fine. It doesn't play into the movie in any way. It's not connected. Yep. Um.
0: That, that's it. That's
1: it. They put, uh after this point in the movies, I think they start putting the Pichu brother shorts in front of it instead of these like Pikachu shorts. So those are at least kind of a continuing Oh, thing. I
2: remember those. They were so cute.
1: Anyway. Oh, we're not talking about the other Pokemon movies, by the way. Unless you want to like give us like recommendations or money to do special episodes on them, this is the only one we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all many. about this quality, honestly, and there's like 18 of them. And then the other short is connected, wasn't released in North America originally, and is really important to the movie.
0: Yeah, I want to touch on some release stuff a little bit right now. So, the original Japanese version of the movie, they played the origin of Mewtwo before the movie, and then the North American version didn't include it at all, and then they later released what is called the Complete Edition, I think, of Pokemon the first movie, which is a version of the movie that came out on home video that was released with the origin of Mewtwo edited into the beginning of the movie, and that is also the version that includes uh, all of the like CG integration and the updated animation stuff, which wasn't in the original Japanese release, but it was in the North. American version that came to theaters.
1: So it has like four versions. Yeah,
0: it, there's a lot of different. Like they they iterated on it a little bit and did some like editing work over over time. But uh,
1: if you grew up watching this movie in North America, you, you, you were didn't watching see Origin of Mewtwo. Yeah, you
0: didn't see Origin of Mewtwo, and you did see the updated animation.
1: Yeah, which actually I'm gonna hand it to this movie. The CG in this movie, not bad. It's fine. <laughs> it's integrated surprisingly well for the time period and the budget. It mostly looks pretty good. There was even like one or two shots where I was like, I don't know if that's CG or not good on you yeah so (laughs) of of the things to complain about i'm not actually going to complain about the animation in this movie it looks about exactly the same as the show it's fine it's fine (laughs) it's cheap but it's fine it looks like an anime from the 90s
0: so origin of Mewtwo is the story of how the scientists found the dna from mew Fossilized in a ancient temple to Pokemon.
1: Which you do see a clip of this in the movie.
0: Yeah, and they used it to synthesize a clone that they named Mewtwo. Uh, the weird thing about it, the part that gets pretty dark, is that the scientist who is in charge of this program, who is working for Giovanni, the leader of Team Rocket, was doing so because he was trying to resurrect his dead daughter, Amber. Amber, who whose like soul he was able. Able to preserve disembodied and was trying to use cloning to create a body for her.
1: And he's been attempting to do this for a while and they've been failing so he needs more funding from Giovanni to be able to perfect the process but Giovanni only wants to give him funding if he makes like super Pokemon that are better than the originals.
0: So they're doing cloning with genetic editing to make stronger Pokemon but the problem is the clone bodies don't survive the process and they disappear hate.
1: Yes. So the way we experience this isn't a dry scientific experiment session. What we experience is clips of the scientists talking about this cut with baby Mewtwo who is adorable and very sad like coming into consciousness and like experiencing a psychic realm with Amber to a Charmander, a Bulbasaur and a Squirtle clone. And they're like exploring Amber's memories and Amber is like explaining what life is to him and like like they are like coming into consciousness with each other. And it's like Mewtwo is sad and scared and confused about everything. And he's a baby. And like he makes friends with these other Pokemon and he's starting to become happy. And then they all die right <laughs> in front of him. They all dissipate into sparkles. And Amber is like, don't be sad. Like you get to be alive and being alive is great. Trust me. Like it's okay. But he's like upset about this because his friends all just died in front of him and he doesn't even understand what death is because he only just came into existence. And so his brainwaves get all out of control and so they drug him so hard he doesn't really remember any of it and he gets knocked out until he's fully grown. Yep, geez. So that's Mewtwo's backstory and explains everything about his attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what wasn't already explained by him being treated like a complete piece of shit by everybody who encountered him is explained by one person treated him nice and she died. (laughs) Uh. And, like, she's very clear to set out, like, Pokemon and humans are, like, friends, and it doesn't matter to me if you're a Pokemon, because you can clearly, like, talk and are sentient, so you're supposed to be my friend. And then nobody treats him like that for the rest of his life. (laughs) Origin of Mewtwo is sad.
0: Yep. It's, like, dark and sad in a way that Pokemon generally never gets, but also it's, like, tonally really at odds with the rest of the movie.
1: yeah he's he's so baby Mewtwo is adorable and really sad it's just so sad
0: so that's origin of Mewtwo then we get into the introduction of the main movie
1: this is where we get the entirety of Mewtwo's backstory the rest of Mewtwo's backstory anyway yeah so the movie starts with the life monologuing which is like whatever and then it's here is Mewtwo, the villain of the movie. His entire deal is laid out in the first 10 minutes, and then no mystery exists for the rest of the film.
0: Yeah, we, we get his story told very quickly. We get this, like crossfade image of him in his tank as he grows into a fully adult Pokemon, and then he wakes up from his drug-induced coma, breaks out of his tank using his psychic powers, and burns down the laboratory.
1: Okay, okay. He doesn't do that immediately. <laughs> Lexi, do you remember this part? Um, I I'm with Mewtwo as a character throughout most of this movie. Let's be honest. Yeah,
2: same. Like the scientists are basically talking about how Mewtwo is just going to be used as a weapon. You are the ultimate weapon. We've created this blah 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 villainous thing. And a thing.
1: slave. Yeah, and a slave. He's going to be a slave.
2: <laughs> and then he blows up the laboratory. Which it's not like he burns the laboratory down. It's a pillar of fire. No one survived.
1: He exploderates it real hard.
2: Yep. I mean,
0: so much so that when he comes back to that island later to establish his base, it's completely leveled. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's nothing there. There
0: is nothing left. So yeah, at that point, he gets approached by he Giovanni. He's reasonably
1: upset that he's going to be treated as a slave and that none of these people even kind yeah. of consider his personhood at all. And so he blows stuff up. And then Giovanni shows up.
0: Yes, Giovanni, the leader of Team Rocket, shows up in a helicopter and says that he will show him Mewtwo his destiny and they will be equals in this endeavor. And is like, Well, I don't have anything else going for me, so sure. Giovanni builds him a like suit of armor that acts to suppress his powers, although Giovanni tells him it's to give him control focus over them. his powers, it, it'll focus them.
2: It seems like that is actually true. I felt like he was telling the truth, because Mewtwo kind of was like, Oh, I do get it now. I yeah, think, I
1: think it is focusing it on battle. Which Mm -hmm. is not necessarily Like instead of letting Mewtwo do all of the crazy shit he does later It's just like no Only blow stuff up for me
2: True Lying through a
1: mission, or maybe he's just telling the truth, but he's an asshole.
2: Yeah. As you were going to say, we get a montage of of Mewtwo beating up a bunch of Pokemon. And then eventually, Giovanni, surprise, surprise, is like, you're my slave, my weapon. And Mewtwo is just like, what? No. And then blows everything up again. It's like, what did you expect? (laughs) I don't know what Giovanni's
1: (laughs) like... Thought process was here. I get Mewtwo too. Not going, getting what's going on because he was born yesterday. Yeah. That's fine. He's like a week old, if you include the time he was sentient in a pod in yeah. his childhood. That's it. Giovanni doesn't have an excuse. He's the most successful crime lord in the nation. Why did he tell him I that know. was the plan? That doesn't make any he sense. Was, you is... two was doing what you wanted by you just manipulating him. You seemed to be pretty good at it, and he wasn't figuring it out.
0: Yeah. Like, what yeah. is this? What is this? What is the pitch meeting for this plan? Okay, so I'm going to go to this powerful psychic god Pokemon, and I'm going to tell him that I have a secret destiny for him, and I'm going to give him a suit of armor that makes him very good at fighting, and then I'm going to like tell him that he's my slave now. Cool. Okay, can we roll that back one step? Why don't you just keep him fighting for you and don't tell him what's happening?
1: That doesn't seem fair, no, does it? I mean, I think his thought process is he doesn't want to have to keep manipulating him because he wants to just be in control, but like, dude.
2: Like, you're talking to an all-powerful psychic Pokemon that (laughs) uh, we know from seeing Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu that he can, like, literally shove people into Pokemon. Like, what else can he do?
1: He can change the weather Like he's God He's a God This movie is What if Frankenstein But you made God <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly A great pitch Yeah I oh, yeah. like the uh, uh, The Franken He is Frankenstein He is the traditional Mary Shelley What am I Why did you make me Nobody treats me well This life is hell But instead of being like A kind of strong dude Who has nothing else Going for him He's un all-powerful psychic being.
0: (laughs) There is a not insignificant amount of uh, the foundational ideas of this movie that are actually really interesting. It's just the way that they're executed is very dumb.
1: (laughs) And, like, we've blasted through this section, but, like, it's actually pretty good. This opening bit is, like, you're with Mewtwo. You get that everybody's being a dick to him. It's really compelling. You want him to, like have something in life and you understand why his reaction eventually is like screw this i'm going to an island and i'm going to destroy all humans because they're bitches like i don't want to deal with their shit anymore
2: (laughs) also i'm going to destroy all pokemon who side with humans but you know that's yeah that's
1: That's an inferiority complex thing which he also has in spades the character is actually really interesting the character of mewtwo is a nuanced sad boy (laughs) Yep. So after all of this is when we get our really harsh left turn.
0: Immediate oh, so hard bad. cut tonal left turn Ugh. as it opens with the storybook narrator of the series jumping in to tell us about what's going on with Ash and his friends. Well, no,
1: it starts off with life.
0: Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, which is at least thematically tied in. This movie has, is trying to deal with some really intense high level themes of like, what is life? What is the value of consciousness what differentiates us from like beings that are not conscious but like it's for eight-year-olds and also Pokemon, so it's not really trying that hard.
0: And then we get the hard left turn into Ash and friends and Ash is very hungry and tired and Brock is making a stew and also Pikachu's there
2: and Misty.
1: And Misty's like, Ash, you aren't doing things because wine, wine, wine. Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then we immediately get a Pokemon battle with a random trainer. Yeah,
1: Terrible, terrible music over top that does not match the tone of the battle and is just a worse remix of the theme song (laughs) (laughs) yep it makes the battle seem less interesting because it's not well cut to the battle like animation
2: oh was the battle supposed to be interesting i thought it was a credit (laughs) sequence
1: (laughs) i think i mean it's still supposed to be interesting i think i don't know i feel like this movie either should be entirely from Mewtwo's perspective or not tell you anything about Mewtwo until later so that you don't know what's going on every step of the way. (laughs) Like it frames Mewtwo later in like these shots where he's in his big, really cool lair and he's like sitting in this chair and you can't see him and he's like controlling things and he's like very secretive. But you know who he is and what his deal is. So it doesn't work. Uh, Like, the movie can't decide whether it wants Mewtwo's whole thing to be a secret or they want everything to be really, really clear. And I think that's because it thinks the audience is dumb because the audience is 10-year-olds. But you could frame this movie good. It could be done.
2: Yeah, but they didn't.
1: But they didn't. So yeah,
2: they... Do we wanna Ash has a, skip oh. to the lair part? Because like nothing actually interesting happens with Ash until they get to the lair and the rest of the movie is. Well, the lair.
1: no, there's a bit there's a it's bit like, going on yeah. right before that we want to hit. Okay. So what basically happens is uh Ash does a battle. Mewtwo has like spy drone pharaohs that have been examining <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> random trainers, I guess, which is like kinda dope. Um so Mewtwo is like to his mysterious handmaiden he has now. Like, go send that dude an invitation. He gets an invitation to this go see go fight the best pokemon trainer in the world on new island off the coast of old shore Uh, yeah (laughs) the dumbest naming conventions and also not locations in kanto as far as any of the (laughs) games are concerned or any map or any manga or anime it's just for this
0: to give this movie like a slight amount of credit with how it deals with Mewtwo and the other Pokemon, uh, there are a couple details that are pretty interesting. Uh, the first Pokemon that he sees Ash use are Bulbasaur and Squirtle, which are the two Two of the three that were his friends when he first woke up. Which
1: might be why he's so interested in Which this is, kid who is yeah. objectively worse at Pokemon battles than everyone else who shows up later. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just attached emotionally on some level that he doesn't quite get. So yeah, Ash and the gang are all like, yeah, let's go to this island. Brock, because he wants to hit on the spooky handmaiden lady.
2: Because his cause... character is just horny and nothing yep.
1: else. He's he's horny and cooks.
2: Horny and good at cooking. Yep.
0: Those Which, are his two... Personality <laughs> You know
1: what? I know some women who would go for that, but. <laughs> He doesn't have eyes so that doesn't help
0: Also one of my favorite things About this movie is that So they go to the shore
1: No no we have to talk about how Team Rocket Is just oh, okay. coincidentally on the hill Next to them Team and like, spying
0: on them Team Rocket, Team Rocket did nothing wrong
1: Team Rocket is the best part of this Team movie Rocket Besides the
0: <laughs> YouTube Team Rocket is the best part Of everything That Pokemon has ever created <laughs> I love them they're
1: just so sad bitchy millennials like when they're spying on them it's just like I wish we had food <laughs> Like you can't cook, and like Mewtwo is just, or like Meowth is just like, yeah. Last time we almost died.
2: Just, <laughs>
1: they're very funny. They're they've got good energy, and I love them.
2: Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, but anyway,s they're, so they're supportive like yeah of you know, each other too.
1: They're like found <laughs> family. I want the Team Rocket movie where it's just like they're from their disparate, sad backgrounds, and they find each other in this crime organization, and by the end, they realize they don't need the. crime crime organization if they have each other.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's but, uh, it's like they're it's like they're college students trying so hard to pay off their student loans by working for the mafia.
1: <laughs> they're canonically like sixteen. I know. They are like dumb like,
2: teens. It's anime, so they they're like <laughs> college students.
1: Yeah, they're like 19 in my head. Yeah. yeah. They're dumb they're dumb, they're still teenagers, but like they're forced into adulthood by like society. So anyways, yeah, everybody decides to go to the the island that nobody's ever heard of, where the spooky lady in the hologram tells them to go. uh, And they all do this by heading to the docks.
0: Uh, But there's this big storm that has sprung up out of nowhere. We
1: saw Mewtwo, like, literally transforming the weather with his psychic powers.
0: Mewtwo can control the weather. That's a thing.
1: (laughs) Which, there are canonically other Pokemon that are in charge of that, so like, it's weird that none of the, like, sky or ocean deities are at all upset about this, but whatever.
0: And this is where my favorite thing in this movie happens, which is a character that we've never seen before, it doesn't exist in the show, shows up and says, hey, this is like that legendary storm that happened that one time. Oh, and also Pokemon can cry magic tears. You guys shouldn't go to this island. It's too dangerous. And then, It's going to end the world. It's going to end the world. And then she disappears from the movie entirely <laughs> for the rest of the runtime. I think she shows up once at the end. Yeah. Saying she the has same this... thing
2: because yeah. it's the, everyone's she... been reset. Yeah. She has
1: this like weird European accent and it, it seems like she's like... Somebody.
0: I had to look her up on the wiki to figure out who she's supposed to be. She's just the harbor master of this town. <laughs> no, it's... Like, she's nobody.
1: She's not like some polka mythology expert. She's just like some Eastern European lady who's like really hardcore into the polka Bible and worried about the polka flood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's awesome.
1: Now, we talked about this. There is a way to make this not as horrifyingly dumb. This lady is, it's just like the wildest like plot dump, but also like, what the fuck are you talking about with this? It's a storm. Why do you think this is the end of times all of a sudden? <laughs> Anyways, we came up with a much better way of doing this where instead of opening in a random field with a Pokemon battle, they like are at a museum or something and like this story gets told to them while they're like looking at some murals or something in a context where it makes sense. And then they get into the Pokemon battle and get invaded instead of just being in a field somewhere. Okay. And then when it shows up later for another reminder at the docks, you're not like,
2: what the fuck? Okay, but to be fair, do you think Ash has ever set foot in a museum?
1: (laughs) I think Misty would make him. Or if he was, like, told that there was info on, like, battle techniques, he would. He's not a- he's got goals. Sure. Or, like, he was told that there's a guy who hangs out in the back who's got, like, a really cool Pokemon. Like, he's- he's easily distracted. Fair. Anyways, that's not what we get. What we get is rando European lady telling them not to do this, and then everyone- most people- Oh, wait, also, she says, Nurse J- or not Nurse Jenny. Joy. And also, Joy. Officer Jenny is like, and also, you can't go to the Poker Center because it's closed down because the nurse disappeared like six weeks ago.
2: Yep. Uh. <laughs>
1: Which is not at all unsubtle. And there's like a picture that she shows her, and Brock is like, wow, she looks familiar. And it's supposed to be because it's the hologram lady, but then it's like, obviously, she's familiar. All of the joys look the
2: same. <laughs>
1: All of them look like that, Brock. They're clones.
2: Are they actually?
1: No, they're cousins. Hmm,
2: that, that's that's the not a canonical better. explanation. <laughs> but
1: the explanation is that the healthcare industry in this nation is entirely run by one family.
0: That isn't better. But also, free. So, also
1: free. And also, you can go into nursing school because Jessie attempts to get into nursing school for chances at some point in time when she's trying to go straight. Look, this pokemon is weird
0: <laughs> this isn't part of the movie
1: anyways most of the trainers are like oh okay whatever uh but ash and a handful of randos are like well we'll just go anyways and they like take their flying or swimming pokemon out there but ash and misty and brock don't have anything strong enough to do that so team rocket shows up
2: as vikings with a longboat <laughs> <laughs> with Meowth tied to the front as a figurehead. As the figurehead, it's
1: none of which is questioned by these guys. No,
2: nope. no, I, I didn't all. know Vikings were still around. And then it's like, yeah, they usually live in Minnesota. Actual life. Minnesota actual apparently movie. exists in the Pokemon universe. Minnesota exists
0: in Pokemon. My favorite part about this is that Ash doesn't deliver this like he's making a joke. He just says it.
2: <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's Daniel, so, Im- so earnestly informative yeah
1: <laughs> i think most vikings live in minnesota heads a, as a minnesotan lexi how do you feel about this <laughs> section of the pokemon movie
2: well it's okay so it's clearly a reference to the fact that the minnesota football team are the Vikings, and that Minnesota has like big roots in like Scandinavian, Swedish, Norwegian countries, but like also what? <laughs>
1: Oh, also, I don't know if this is earlier or later in the movie. At some point in time, Jesse and James and Meowth reference Frankenstein.
0: Oh, it's later. It's it's when they're in the lab watching the clones being made.
1: So they directly reference Frankenstein, which means both Minnesota and Frankenstein exist in the movie Pokemon the first movie Mewtwo strikes back <laughs> so my running theory is Pokemon is in the far future of earth where we tried to solve climate change with genetically modified super animals
2: <laughs> Seems and like that's that.
1: why they know about Minnesota but they well, think actual Vikings are from there
0: in the in the series Meowth's backstory episode reveals that he's from Los Angeles just actual Los Angeles <laughs>
1: Anyway,
0: Pokemon is weird.
1: The anime is probably the weirdest, although the game also occasionally does things like reference elephants in Pokédex entries.
2: Um, anyway.
1: Yeah, like elephants. Anyways, uh, everybody. So the gang gets on this Viking boat led by Team Rocket, and they are talking with very bad Viking accents. Lexi, do you want to try this? You're the Minnesotan.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) it was so, it was so painful. We are just <laughs> going to the we are just going to New Island. We're Vikings from Minnesota. It was really bad. bad. Let's do
1: these harsh waters.
2: Uh... <laughs> Uh, so, so
0: then bad. their boat their boat gets overtaken by a wave that completely changes
2: Team Rocket's outfits. Yeah, their clothes get <laughs> washed away as if it's makeup. The boat's
1: fine on, yeah. this, on this wave, but their outfits are completely wiped off.
0: Like, they're in full disguises with helmets and, like, tunics and vests, and then this wave washes over, and instantly they are wearing their Team Rocket uniforms.
1: And Jessie's hair is her, like, normal yeah. baby big swoop backwards. And this is
0: kind of a running joke from the show where their costumes are bad and get revealed very easily it's just, particularly, it's just funny because particularly funny particularly funny and the boat movie. is fine yeah. um,
1: but then the boat isn't fine they argue about them being team rocket for like all of five seconds and then they all get wiped off the boat anyways uh which is fine actually because their Pokemon just pull them through the ocean
2: yeah the whole the, the whole the problem that they had to they were avoiding by taking this boat is just Solved by Misty's Star, you
1: and, and um Ash's Squirtle. Oh yeah, Squirtle was by, there like, too. by swimming under the ocean and going up for air on occasion.
2: Great. Mm-hmm.
1: So they get to the island. The creepy handmaiden is there. She has no pupils in person, <laughs> which is scary. Uh, and
0: Brock is immediately like, "Hey, I know you.
1: You're the nurse that's missing." And she's like, "No, I'm not. No, I've always been here." And he's like, "But
0: Brock, I've always been here." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep so brock is like whatever uh and the creepy handmaiden is like can i get your invitation please and ash even though he just spent an unknown period of time being thrown wildly through the waves underwater pulls from his seemingly entirely ordinary pocket the invitation without any concern Like it was just in his shirt pocket. Didn't come out. Okay.
2: Pokemon technology is fantastic in that it is both waterproof and stays in hammer space.
1: It's impossible to lose. Unless it's plot relevant.
2: Unless it's plot relevant.
1: So, they they go in, and I want to talk about the lair. I do,
2: too. Because
1: the lair is one of the other elements of this movie. I think it's 100% good. No questions asked. I love this lair design. Lexi, tell me what you
2: think of the lair. The whole thing is wind power. Yeah. Everything like, is wind uh, power. The whole place is spooky and, you know, like, towers and, you know, lightning and darkness and whatever. It's Mewtwo edginess. But it's all wind power, and, yeah. it, like...
1: Visually it's like a castle meets a windmill meets a lighthouse But like with this kind of rounded organic feel to the whole like architecture It's very cool It's just kind of it's almost Lovecraftian at times It's very cool
0: (laughs) It's so good All of the staircases are these like spiral ramp like half helix spiral staircases which is neat
1: the hallways all have these like rounded ridges to them the machinery inside looks like an omnimite with yeah. like tentacles as the like arms and stuff yeah oh. it's like really
0: cool the robot arms that operate the machinery are like they're designed to look like human bones the which is gross and edgy and cool
1: <laughs> yeah so Mewtwo went back to his home island and made a really cool lair, just like a super dope lair.
0: Um, oh, and then also there's like a sports field behind it for doing Pokemon battles. Yeah. yeah,
1: but like it's hidden behind a cool like wall that can lift up, so that's yeah. like, fine. It's also got pools. It's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and fountains. And a fountain. It's lovely. It's cr- I would totally vacation at the the creepy Mewtwo lair.
2: Yeah, that's that's the word I- for that. Vacation. Take a vacation to beautiful. New Island.
1: Anyways, they go and, like, three other trainers are there. So they've doubled the population of New Island, almost, just by showing up. -hmm. Uh, Creepy Nurse Joy is like, everybody let your Pokemon out and just, like, chill while the master comes. Uh, And so they get some introductions with the other trainers who aren't really that important, except for, for, like, action sequences. And then Mewtwo shows up and it's like, hey, bitches, I'm the strongest Pokemon and the best Pokemon master. And everybody's like, no, you can't, because you're an animal and fuck you
0: um. <laughs> one of the trainers immediately tries to fight him like zero chill instantly six his pokemon on mewtwo and mewtwo just like hand wave psychic blasts them away
1: yeah so not giving this guy a chance at all yeah. really to and then mewtwo announces his evil plan of <laughs> What's his evil plan again? It's
2: to capture all their Pokemon, shove them somewhere not important, and then clone them.
1: Right, so he has made. It's not even at this point. At this point, he's just showing off that he's like really, really strong and like better than all human trainers. And he's like, "I'm gonna wipe out all humans on the earth with my big storm." And I brought you guys here because I need like strong Pokemon DNA for my Pokemon clones. And so nobody's cool with that. And so oh, yeah. he
0: he reveals that the storm was a test to make sure that only the strongest trainers could get there yeah
1: which we knew because we saw him set it up
2: <laughs> yeah
1: um so yeah everyone tries to fight him doesn't really work out nope
2: and then he sticks uh, his uh weird floaty master balls that he, of his own design on all of them and just kind of slurps up all the pokemon and then they ash and brock and whatever get the bright idea of if you put if you put your pokemon back in your pokeball they he can't get them which honestly is a reasonable idea so they put their pokemon in their pokeballs and then the pokeballs <laughs> that mewtwo has eats their pokeballs <laughs>
1: Ash is so proud of himself when he comes up with this idea Like, yeah, if I just put them in the Pokeball, it'll be fine And then it doesn't work and it's hilarious
0: (laughs) Also, Uh, just to note, the Pokeballs that Mewtwo has designed Have like eyeballs in the center where the button is Because he doesn't do anything halfway (laughs)
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Team Rocket has shown up and they're in the lair in the basement, the lair lair, the basement lair in the lair uh, where the laboratory is. And they have conveniently found the last video of the scientist from the first lair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is just there to explain what's going on. Also, it.
0: to note, Mew has just been hanging around in the periphery
2: this whole time yeah, just, just floating
1: the, around on bubbles mostly. specifically following
2: yeah. team rocket like team not, rocket, not even ash yeah. it's just like behind team rocket they're doing these like gags where meowth is like there's sees something out of the corner of his eye and then looks and Mewtwo, mew is behind him and then he looks the other side and mew flips over to that side and then he whips around and tele- or mew teleports away <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's just Mew is a trickster. Mew is good.
0: I love Mew. Mew
1: is adorable. He's
0: adorable. He's a very wholesome bean.
1: So yeah, uh, Team Rocket's in the basement watching this showing, basically it's just a way to show off the cloning machine and have some meta jokes about who's that Pokemon? (laughs) Yes. On the credits of the show, on
0: the
1: commercial breaks of the show where they showed a silhouette and that's how the cloning machine functions for no apparent reason. Uh, And the way it works is it pulls like hair off of the Pokemon and then. Yes. Just spits (laughs) out a fully grown clone into a tube. Which is
0: is demonstrated by Meowth getting caught in the machine and having hair pulled from his tail.
1: Yes. So there's a Meowth clone now. Uh and they're just kind of in the basement hanging out. And the clones are super clones. They're like better than the originals.
2: Supposedly. They they've got stripes. They've got like tiger stripes on them.
1: Yes. They've got like weird stripes. Uh, which are also on the clones in Origin of Mewtwo. Um, Mm -hmm. so anything that gets genetically modified to be stronger has, like, stripes on them, basically. Is how it functions. Um...
0: Uh, To bring it back to what I was saying about the Bulbasaur and the Squirtle that Ash uses at the beginning, the first three super clones that Mewtwo has created are the fully evolved versions of his friends from Origin of Mewtwo, a, a Venusaur, a Blastoise, and a Charizard.
1: Yes. Also, you know the mascots of the series. Yeah, uh, yeah. at this point, they're
0: also just their original starter set. But like,
1: okay, this is before... give this movie a bit of
0: credit for this that. This is
1: when only like 151 Pokemon existed. Yeah, 154 if you include the ones revealed in Pikachu's Vacation, which were like Snubbull and a couple other like Gen two Pokemon. Sure. Um, So, like, at this point, it's Gen 1, it's only Kanto, so, like, it's a very easy cast to get your head around, comparatively. (laughs) Um, And then, so, Mewtwo is just, like, very openly hostile towards Pokemon who work with trainers, even when they, like, straight up say, like, no, we're cool, this isn't, like, a slave thing, we're friends with these guys. Uh, Because he thinks, basically what it seems like is, Mewtwo thinks because he was treated bad by all Pokemon trainers which is fair and he escaped anybody who doesn't do that is either a weakling or like naive and stupid he's not on a liberation campaign he just thinks everyone is worse than him at getting out of the situation because he doesn't understand anything that's going on which is you know understandable given his circumstances it would be nice if he listened to others for like two yeah. seconds
2: that would solve the plot so he-
0: <laughs> his ultimate plan seems to be capture all of the Pokemon clone all of of the pokemon murder all of the originals and their human trainers and use this army of pokemon to take over the world
1: so yeah actually before he captures all of their pokemon he's like let's have a fight so that i can prove that i'm better than you guys um and this is when we get the reveal of the like clone venusaur uh blastoise and charizard and each of the like trainers like there's a trainer with a real Venusaur trainer with a real quote unquote Charizard and a trainer with a real quote unquote Blastoise and uh, they all go head to head. Ash's Charizard lasts a little bit longer than the others because he focuses more on like speed and evasion than strength but they all get wiped out and then big floaty Pokeballs come and steal everybody's babies.
0: There's a chase sequence where Pikachu holds out from getting captured by the Pokeball but then he ends up getting pulled into one of them and Ash chases it down and like tracks it down through the lair to the machine uh he breaks the machine but like pulling out Pikachu's Pokeball which causes all of the captured Pokemon to be released although they've already been sampled and clones are being made which leads to the climax of the movie which is all of the Pokemon all of the originals have been freed from the Pokeballs and their trainers are there facing down Mewtwo and his army of Pokeclones.
1: And then Mew shows up.
2: And then Mew shows up. And, and then uh, they Mew tries to talk Mewtwo out of this whole plan Mew's just kind of Mewing. <laughs> we get this
0: we get this translated via Meowth who tells us what all the Pokemon are saying during these conversations. Yeah. Now
1: it is my understanding that in the original Japanese version, Mew does talk for himself. Oh. Like you get that like straight, and he's mostly going on about how natural Pokemon are superior to clones and Mewtwo should stop this because he's an unnatural aboration What? That's,
2: well, that's not at all what happens in this version. (laughs) That changes the context considerably.
1: Yeah, it was a continuation of the Everybody Hates Mewtwo problem. So in this version, it's more of a Pokemon strength comes from their hearts, not from their birth. And like, you should stop this because not everybody's a dick like you think they are. And then Mewtwo is like, screw you, my Pokemon have stronger hearts. Like I'll turn off all of the superpowers so they just have to fight like normals. And I'll fight Mew because I'm better than you because <laughs> um, so he's yeah. got a really bad inferiority complex.
0: That's another thing that Mewtwo can apparently do is just take away the Pokemon's powers.
2: Well, suppress so the Pokemon get a- <laughs> Well, yeah.
1: So the Pokemon get into the least Pokemon-y fight ever where they're just biting he's, each other and running
2: down, into each other.
0: knockdown, dragout drag out fist <laughs> fights between <laughs> the Pokemon originals and their clones. And this is the best, stupidest thing in it this means. movie. Worst, which stupidest is, thing. It's all set to a terrible pop song yeah. called Brother My Brother, so which is the, like, the most heavy-handed... <laughs> The whole song is about, like, why should we fight when we're all brothers? (laughs)
1: And it sounds exactly like a Christian rock song. Yeah.
0: Yes, she pointed that out to me when we were watching it and I just like, it sounds exactly like a contemporary Christian rock song from the early 2000s and my brain just <laughs> broke.
1: And here's the thing the actual like animation of the sequence like what's going on, the fighting is actually pretty good and it gets the point across pretty well on yeah. its own It's kind of messed up to watch these things just like go at each other It, it is just because they're forced to too and not for like any reason besides like like superiority complexes and like biting and clawing and they're getting exhausted like it it's it pretty it works visually. yeah
2: it is like the most emotional scene in the entire movie like w- there's this part where it's just Pikachu what clone Pikachu just slapping Ash's Pikachu and Ash's Pikachu just crying because he refuses to fight and it's so sad it's so so
1: sad yeah it's it works like you don't need the song and you don't need the characters coming in and saying fighting is wrong yeah they shouldn't be fighting each other they're all the same so, the circumstance of our birth doesn't matter somebody needs like they shouldn't be fighting each other at like this
2: yeah they like, <laughs> like this get- which is interesting because Yeah, it's yeah. a real problem. What I what I noticed from that is like they're they're slapping each other, right? And that's sad. It's really sad. But the thing is, normally they're firing lightning bolts at each other. They're world-ending destroyers of everything, and they're just totally fine <laughs> with getting knocked out by bolts of lightning and flame.
1: Yeah, like, it's fine when it's trainers battling or Pokemon doing it in the wild or whatever with, like, flamethrowers and psychic attacks and, like, poison. But when they're just, like, pointlessly biting each other, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. I get the distinguishing. and I, I I almost think it could work. But the fact that the whole series is based around Pokemon fighting means you probably shouldn't make Pokemon fighting as bad. Your thesis for your Yeah, po- it had...
2: I felt this yeah. really strong ludo narrative dissonance which if yeah. if you don't know what ludo narrative dissonance is there's this theory Idea in video games where there's an intersection between narrative and ludology, the study of play, and if the mechanics and the narrative don't line up, like you fight a lot, but your narrative is telling you fighting is bad, and but fighting is the only way you can actually interact with the game world, it it, it doesn't it doesn't work. It's
1: it doesn't gel.
2: <laughs>
1: so somehow they put Leonardo narrative dissonance in a transmedia. <laughs> (laughs) movie because you know the franchise and the games are all about fighting. Uh, I get what it's going for. It doesn't work. (laughs) Within the narrative, it kind of does work as far as the like showing the battling and not having people state the thesis. Like, the Pikachu sequence is really good, that everybody looks like they're just exhausted and they don't want to keep doing this anymore. That's good.
0: Like, all around this arena, Pokemon are starting to, like, faint because they're just pushing themselves to fight each other. And it's, like, really sad.
1: And they're fighting to the dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, like, so during all of this, Mew and Mewtwo are flying above the arena and battling it out, and then Mew is saying stuff periodically and we get this like pause in the middle of this battle so that Meowth can sit there and like translate for Mew and for his clone who is like yeah maybe we shouldn't be doing this And, like, states the theme of the movie in, again, just very heavy-handed way.
1: But, like, surprisingly deep-sounding quotes about, like, the circumstances of one's birth and all of this nonsense. Mew- Meowth
2: can... does it well. <laughs> Meowth is the only one who does it yeah. well. Because Meowth yeah. is an existential <laughs> mess, and I love him. <laughs> it's it's a uh,
0: in the, over the years like taking quotes that Miouth says in this sequence and putting them over images of like popular public figures has become like a bit of a meme
1: <laughs> i mean some of the Meowth stuff is good some of it's bad because one of the yeah. lines he says straight up is how can i trust you you was born different yeah
2: <laughs> fair
1: and maybe we should be looking at what's the same and not what's different. Yeah. Look, I support I support messages aimed at children that are, like, about acceptance and not, like, fighting each other needlessly and, like, all of that stuff is great. But, man, man, is it badly and blatantly stated in this movie. <laughs> Holy crap.
2: Uh. Ugh. So, anyways, oh.
1: Pikachu's <laughs> refusing to fight, which makes Ash say... Somebody needs to to s- refuse to fight and stop this. And so he runs out into the middle of the battlefield,
0: just as Mio Mew and Mewtwo are throwing these massive balls of psychic energy at each other. And he jumps in between them. And for yells, some like, reason, stop or something. for some reason, this turns him to stone. <laughs> yeah, it, that's which...
2: apparently a thing that psychic power does. <laughs> It's definitely not just a a way to hide the fact from children that he just straight up died.
1: It's a way of killing him without, like, killing him, which is weird because ash has already died at this point in the series once before
2: wait really but yeah (laughs) there's there's an
1: episode earlier in the season where he gets squished by a chandelier and then turns into a ghost
0: Uh... he turns into a ghost and hangs out with ghost pokemon for the episode until he can get like resurrected (laughs) yeah no what is pokemon's weird (laughs) y'all
1: So anyways, that <laughs> happened to him a while ago, which presumably he remembers. <laughs> anyways, now he's rock. Maybe maybe the excuse is like, well, he needs to be a rock so he can't turn into a ghost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but very eagle-eyed viewers will remember the very blatant scene that sticks out because it doesn't make any sense where the person talks about magic Pokemon tears healing people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Pikachu is okay reasonably Pikachu is like zapping him over and over again trying desperately to wake up his best friend uh which is sad as
2: fuck (laughs)
1: Uh. and so he starts crying which is you know appropriate but then everybody else starts crying like all of the other Pokemon start crying maybe just because they're tired
2: It's fair.
0: And then their sparkly tears start to gather and move towards Ash, and they surround him in light, and he wakes up and he's okay. And
1: so, yeah, nobody's fighting anymore because that shit went down. And And Mewtwo is like, Hold up. Wait, this
0: is fucked up. What are we doing? (laughs)
1: And then Mewtwo is like, huh, I guess like that Pokemon's not a- or that human's not a jerk. So maybe I was wrong about this. I should like
2: Reconsider. Not-
1: I should reconsider this. Meanwhile, Togepi pops out of Misty's bag. Cause Togepi's avoided this <laughs> entire thing.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: I guess because it would have been really messed up to watch the baby beat up on itself. Oh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, But
1: yeah, Togepi didn't get snatched So I guess the secret to protecting your Pokemon was shoving them in a bag
2: yeah. Hey, no, d- that we, we established earlier that as long as something is in a bag or pocket It's in hammer space and cannot be lost Oh yeah,
1: so like all of the trainers should have just shoved their smaller Pokemon in bags <laughs> Earlier Anyways, Bags beat Pokeballs this doesn't matter Bags beat Pokeballs This doesn't matter (laughs) because Mew has a like light conversation with Mew too where he's like, yep, it's okay now. I will like go off and learn about the world and stop being a jerk. Uh, but you guys probably shouldn't remember this happened. And he wipes everybody's memories and suddenly they're back at the dock. Also, I think a is the left.
2: island itself. I think it's just gone. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, because so Team Rocket right, yeah. has been
0: around this whole time oh, yeah. and Mewtwo has not seen them <laughs> because they snuck in after everyone had left the dock. Uh, on the lair island and they've been sneaking around so he doesn't know they're there. So when he does his like psychic memory erasure and like teleporting <laughs> them back to the mainland thing, he erases team rockets memory, but doesn't send them anywhere. So they just wake up with no memory <laughs> on an Island that is just like, it's just a lush tropical Island with no buildings <laughs> because apparently Mewtwo has also like just deleted anything that existed there that wasn't natural and they're just like well this is cool this is a nice island let's hang out here for a while
2: (laughs) I think the island is moved though I think he does move the island away from the shore
0: yeah
1: he probably does
0: I'm gonna grab the laptop charger and plug it in because the battery's dying
1: break so yeah Lexi is there any particularly weird Pokemon things that happened in this that like threw you for a loop
2: (sighs) oh I mean, there was the thing about Pikachu being like running away from the Pokeballs and it takes him like two minutes into the chase sequence to start using his lightning against machines, which uh, bothered yeah, me. T-
1: I mean, it does work, which implies that any Pokemon, if they'd actually bothered to use their abilities more, had would have been able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, that was a thing, and Pikachu. It's implied, though not outright stated, thank goodness, that the reason Pikachu is so good at evading the Pokeballs for so much longer is because he really hates those things. <laughs> it is canonical that Pikachu despises Pokeballs.
2: Oh, so yeah. The anyways. other thing that I av- that really blew me away were the terrible, terrible nicknames that the other trainers had for their Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird because I think most people who play the games end up nicknaming at least some of their Pokemon, but nobody in the series ever does it except for this. I don't think anybody else ever nicknames their Pokemon, and maybe it's because they couldn't come up with anything better than, what was it, like?
2: Shellshocker. Shellshocker. For a yeah. Blastoise or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty bad.
1: Did you, did you get it as a Blastoise? Oh, Or were you calling your Squirtle Shellshocker as a baby? It's it's
0: Shellshocker and uh, Root Brute. Root Root. Brute is the Venusaur, which is just oh my yeah. They're not great. That's bad. It's very bad. (laughs) Also, like
1: this is a common problem in Pokemon, both in the series and the games. But only one of the trainers we see in this has a team that makes any sense. The guy with the Pidgeotto. (laughs) And the Venusaur has, like, a team with multiple types of fully evolved Pokemon. Yeah. Everybody else is either one type or it's just nonsense. Anyways, good on the guy with the Pidgeotto (laughs) and the Venusaur for knowing how to make a Pokemon (laughs) team that functions. A plus. Uh. so yeah Mewtwo zaps everybody back to the uh shoreline presumably erases the like last 24 hours of memory of everybody there as well (laughs) resetting them to the point where the weird European lady was telling them the story
0: also nurse joy is back yeah and has no memory of the like
1: Oh yeah, so several time, weeks
0: that she was gone.
1: Yeah, we should mention at some point in time during the movie, Nurse Joy is revealed to be the Handmaiden and is like let go from Mewtwo's servitude and is just like, I don't know what's going on. Where am I? But she's not important really, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, she's back and then <laughs> opens the Pokemon Center and acts like nothing's wrong.
0: Is she gonna go home and look at her calendar and be like, Wait a minute, wasn't it like a month ago? yesterday <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> like, everybody in this
1: like coastal town is screwed and Ash and Misty and Brock are all like how did we get here I don't know I guess we're just here because we're here
2: that's an actual line
1: you guys are you guys okay like,
0: you've missed an entire day all three of you <laughs> this is something to be concerned about uh, do you want to go get some so, food
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then they go outside and the storm goes away and the European lady is like, huh, okay, I guess my doomsaying was wrong. <laughs> and then the movie ends and they montagingly walk through various landscapes and Mew like flies off into the distance. The end.
0: That's it. It's a bad movie. It's, <laughs> it's not, not
2: good. good. No.
1: But it's fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure why.
2: Yeah, I mean...
1: Maybe it's just because Pokemon are cute and I like them.
2: Yeah, Team Rocket. Team Rocket makes everything the better.
1: T- <laughs> yeah, yeah. can't yeah, mention Team Rocket enough in this review. Every time they're on screen, they say funny things and are, like, just deeply likable. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know, this movie greatly appeals to the ten year old in me. <laughs> it's just it's just fun and dumb and like that's just it's just enjoyable to oh, watch. We also
1: forgot to mention the time Ash just tries to punch Mewtwo in the yeah. face. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh. Like after he's seen Mewtwo screw up or all of these Pokemon that are twelve times his size, he tries to punch Mewtwo.
2: Yep. After walking after dramatically walking out of a cloud of smoke. He does it do after cloud of smoke so you gotta give him props for showmanship i guess i don't know (laughs) i'll give him a b on style (laughs) and uh an
0: f on punching mewtwo in the face (laughs) Uh. keep working on that one ash
1: i mean ash is canonically kind of an idiot oh yeah yeah.
0: he's reckless i mean he's he's like an 11 year old
1: well he's consistently also (laughs) stupid yeah i'm I'm remembering the ghost episode again or maybe this (laughs) is the one after the ghost episode there's like this old man who is the dad of the gym leader he's about to go fight who has a like picture of him and his wife and the gym leader girl like when she was a kid and like hands it to him and like He's like, Oh wow, I guess I you must be and the old man's like ah yeah, he's figured it out he knows that I'm Sabrina's dad. And he's like, a photographer. Ash no. Nate and
2: I just uh both simultaneously <laughs> covered our faces with our hands.
1: Ash sweetie. Yeah, Ash is a dipshit. Yeah. He's a likable dipshit, but he's like a dipshit.
0: Which is concerning because we know by his name he's destined to become a professor. <laughs>
1: What? Uh, (laughs) Ash is a type of tree.
2: Oh. (laughs) Oak and uh,
0: all of uh, all of the Pokemon professors are named after trees or plants. Yeah, we've got
1: juniper, we've got oak, we've got uh, Kukui, who is like a uh, Hawaiian tree or something.
0: Wow. Anyway, Willow (laughs) Professor Willow. Willow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't a great joke. It was. It was. It was was a joke. (laughs) 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 Yes, that is
1: Pokemon, the first movie, colon, Mewtwo Strikes Back. They are also making a full CG remake of this movie with seemingly no differences to the plot or anything, just in CG this time. Why?
0: Yeah, which they announced a while ago when they released... Pokemon the movie I Choose You, which was a alt-universe retconned movie version of the first season of the show, where the first two thirds of it are like roughly the stuff that happens in the show, and then the end is very different.
1: And also Brock and Misty aren't there.
0: Yeah. Also Brock and Misty are replaced by two other characters. (laughs) Hmm. and at the end there's a trailer for the new remake which is Pokemon Mewtwo Evolution I think is what it's called it's
1: out in Japan I don't think it's viewable in North America yet I don't think they've been a dub yet Um, but yeah this is a movie that exists it was a big deal when this came out though
0: Oh yeah, like it it made money everywhere. I mean, the Japanese version was like the second highest grossing animated movie in Japan that year, I think.
1: Probably behind some Ghibli. Yeah,
0: Um, and then it also like it raked in hundreds of millions worldwide.
1: It was the peak of the Pokemon craze, at least until the summer of 2016 when everyone got into Pokemon Go for like two months.
2: (laughs) Yep, two months is about right.
1: (sighs) The good times. Nathan, do you have any fun facts that you would like to bring up? Yeah,
0: I can talk about the behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, so the movie was directed by Kunihiko Uyama, which is probably a name that I just butchered very badly, but he is the chief director of the Pokemon TV series, probably what we would consider like a showrunner here, oversees the whole series. Um the localization was done by a company called Four Kids Entertainment. Ah, uh, yes, I remember them through Warner Brothers. Yeah, they're also who uh,
1: handled the television stuff. If you saw an advertisement, or remember that one with all of the Pokemon being shoved into a bus? Yeah, that was, usually that, that was that
0: was an ad. Into a what? Have you seen this? Okay, there's a there's like a TV ad for the Pokemon games. I think it was specifically the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, it was one of where, the older Game so Boy it's, Game Boy. They it's a, like animated live action hybrid tr- um, advertisement where all of the Pokemon are like climbing into a school bus, okay, a bus and they like squish in there and then the bus gets picked up by a magnet and crushed into a <laughs> tiny, tiny ball and then the camera like zooms into it and it's a Game Boy Pocket. Uh...
1: <laughs> Oh, and the bus driver did this intentionally. He's like laughing maniacally yeah. all the time. He's like, "I will have you!" Oh my god. So, anyways, that that stuck with me for some reason.
2: So, yeah,
0: there are a number of very notable differences between the English language version of this movie and the Japanese version. Primarily, the fact that in the original version, Mewtwo is a much more nuanced character.
2: Even more so. Even
0: like they they made him a like cartoonishly evil villain in the American release because they didn't they they the the like people doing the localization decided that they needed an actual like out and out villain Mm. for the movie. Because apparently the Japanese version is much more focused on like the ethical implications of genetic cloning, but like they hit and that things like well, that. Anyway. Yeah, it just seems like it was more. Uh, it was less more nuanced, on killing everybody. and yeah, he was less genocidal <laughs> in the original Japanese version. Okay.
1: You can kind of tell because nobody's really acting like that's the the thing that's going on. Everybody's more worried about the pokemon battles and the cloning stuff that's going on right now. Nobody's really doing anything to stop at the end of the world. Right.
0: Yeah, they they also there was a little bit more about Mewtwo's like existential crisis in the Japanese version. He like agonizes over his own existence a little bit more. Um, but Dudes they, banks. they simplified a lot for the North American version. Um,
1: cause Japan doesn't think it's children are idiots. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, there's, there's a moment in the Japanese script where Mewtwo has the philosophical realization that he has just as much right to exist as any other creature in the world. <laughs> Which is a lot. Yeah, it's,
1: it's subtext <laughs> yeah. in this, but I would have appreciated the focus being more on the mm-hmm. existential dread of Mewtwo.
0: <laughs> so the people, the people in charge of the North American localization were Norman Grossfeld, the president of Four Kids, and Michael Hagney, uh, or Michael Hagney and John Toohey, who wrote the English adaptation. They edited it pretty heavily. Mewtwo was more evil. Uh, uh, They were less comfortable with moral ambiguity, I guess, so they toned a lot of the stuff from the Japanese version down. They altered some of the backgrounds to just, I guess, play better in North America. It's just stuff that gets done a lot. (laughs) They actually used the wrong names for a couple of the Pokemon in the original North American translation.
1: Yes, I. Uh, I think I remember this from my VHS cut. The Pidgeot is referred to as a Pidgeotto. Yeah, which is a pretty reasonable one, and I think they mix up like Kadabra and Alakazam. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they mix up Cyther and Alakazam. Oh. oh, and they mix they they call Sand Slash Sandshrew, and that's an uh, another What's easy on the
1: one. Thing? I mean. To the defense of the translation team, the Pidgeot line doesn't make sense. Um, It goes Pidgey, Pidgeotto, Pidgeot. It should be Pidgey, Pidgeot, Pidgeotto. Like, the third name should be the weirdest one, in my opinion. And if one of them has an O at the end and is just the same otherwise, that should be in the middle. Mm -hmm. This is a pet peeve of mine
0: (laughs) The other main change they made Was they re-edited And re-recorded a bunch of music For the movie Because they thought that it would Quote, better reflect what American kids Would respond to Uh. So the English language soundtrack And the score were changed For the English version Which means that the Japanese version Of the battle scene Probably doesn't have that Terrible song (laughs)
1: And it probably doesn't have a Japanese equivalent. It's probably just scored. Yeah. I get changing the soundtrack. That's common. Like, you don't really... I don't think a 90s audience of children would have reacted well to random Japanese pop songs.
0: Probably not. But
1: I don't think they probably reacted super well to Christian rock either. (laughs) (laughs) Also, one of the credits song is sung only by Baby Spice of Spice Girls, which is weird. Like, they could only get one of the five Spice Girls, and it was Baby Spice.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: There was a lot of pretty big deal marketing stuff that they did for this movie, which is pretty like Makes sense. It was a big deal. Uh, they did like a full audio drama, like r- radio drama, that they played over the radio in Japan wow. leading up to the release of the movie. That was like a d- alternate version of the like birth of Mewtwo.
1: I believe that is the media that implies that Jesse's mom was one of the Team Rocket members that went on the original expedition to get the Mew DNA. Uh.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. So Jesse's mom has legacy. got it going on.
1: <laughs> uh, there's also the Pokemon cards that you got from the release or from the VHS tapes. Uh, so yeah, got, like, yeah, the shiny little Mew cards that look like the um, what's the word for paintings on a wall. Mural. But like old.
0: Oh, um mm. Hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah, but
1: like Mew hieroglyphic cave painting stuff.
0: Yeah, they did the Pokemon card uh like special card release, which they've kind of made a standard for releasing new things. They'll also accompany it with a like limited edition card for the for the trading card game. They hired a, a manga author, Toshihiro Ono, to create a manga version of the film. which had a little bit more to the story as well. This is weird. So if you were to guess, 1999, summer of 99, what movies did they attach this trailer to in North America? 99? It it didn't play in North America until 99. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah.
1: I don't know Schindler's List.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) No, that would be... Even weirder. So the first one they attached it to is the Iron Giant, which makes sense. Okay, yeah. that's that movie... it's it's animated. It's a kids' movie, sure.
1: Nobody saw it, but it's really good. Uh, <laughs> the other the, the
0: the second one was Mystery Men, <laughs> which is like look this up. an adult comedy superhero parody with Ben Stiller. With Ben Stiller oh, no. and uh, yeah. Oh no! So it's that's a weird
1: movie on its own. Let weird. It, it be attached to Pokemon.
0: Yeah. That's a weird one. And then the other one was the romantic comedy, The Bachelor. Sorry, what? Like the 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 Chris O'Donnell Renee wigger romantic comedy, The Bachelor.
2: <laughs> okay this isn't the tv show
0: that we not the tv in... series no it's it's a remake of an old like 50s rom-com okay that came out in the 90s it's like that's bizarre it is really weird
1: <laughs> i mean i think they just knew they didn't have to really advertise it in theaters because every child on the planet knew that this movie was coming up from tv and the cards and the games mm-hmm. and every other media source. So, like, also probably Disney was already releasing its stuff at that point.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, They had tie-in ads with a bunch of different American companies, which is, you know, obviously. Burger uh, King toys. Clorox, Kraft, Zenith Electronics. There was a contest to win a trip to Japan. All that kind of standard marketing stuff. The Burger King toys... This gets a little bit sad because the Burger King toys that they released came packaged in a fist-sized Pokeball that was, you could open it and like pff, break it in half like that was designed to do that. And then there was the little Pokemon toy inside. Adorable. But the Pokeball halves were just big enough to comfortably fit over the mouth and nose of a baby. Oh, oh no. So... Two babies died of choking because of these toys and Burger King had to do a full recall. So that's a little bit of darkness surrounding this movie that I had never, I have never heard about that until I started researching for this. Um, Yeah, not much else to say about that, except that is horrible. I knew yeah. we
1: were in trouble when you said exactly the right size to fit over the nose and mouth of a baby, because you never just <laughs> say that as a fun fact. Yeah. It's never yeah. like a thing you yeah. say just to be like, did you know?
0: Yeah. The reception of this movie...
1: Oh, I'm going is... to say something here. Okay, go for it. I can't remember what the context is, but we watched not too long ago some videos or something where people were just going over the reviews for these movies mm. from the 90s, like the original reviews and it's hilarious how bad they are
0: are you talking about the roger ebert yes that was on cool games inc
1: yeah that was on a podcast that we no longer support because of reasons of creepy men but
0: people critics (laughs) yes one one creepy man
1: creepy man sorry critics hated this so much
0: yeah, I was, I was Look, gonna get to that. They were confused
1: on a deep and existential level what they were watching. This,
0: to this day, this movie has fifteen percent on RottenTomatoes.com. dot com. Yeah, it's pretty bad. American I- critics were baffled. <laughs>
1: I don't think it's that bad. I don't think in a world where the Emoji movie doesn't have a 15% Pokemon the First Movie deserves one.
0: Yeah, that's I'm not totally saying fair. it deserves
1: anything near 50. I'm just saying it doesn't deserve
0: 15. <laughs> the japanese response was like wildly positive including from critics uh they thought it was emotionally impactful and had surprisingly deep exploration of themes about genetic modification and the philosophy of existence um
1: i don't think even if
0: but the american uh uh, critics were not that into it (laughs)
1: though some of that is probably because of the edits made to the American version.
0: I think a lot got mm-hmm. lost in translation for but sure. But I don't
1: think even if we gotten a pure version whatever that would mean, it would be reviewed well because North America just doesn't take animation very seriously anyways and they already thought of Pokemon as this thing I don't get that my kids are into, whereas Japan holds animation in a much higher respect in general and understood the cultural phenomenon a lot better. So it was never going to be reviewed well, no matter what. Even if it was the best movie that was released that year, it wasn't going to be reviewed well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yet, it still opened at ten point one million opening day, Jeez. which was a Wednesday. Oh wow! And so many children called in sick for school that day that they called it the polka flu. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it grossed uh, thirty one million opening weekend. Wow! After its uh, launch, uh, like midweek launch, which is like. Kind of insane. And this is 1999.
1: (laughs) It's kind of bonkers. Yeah.
0: Uh, It got knocked off of the number one spot by Toy Story 2 after like two weeks in theaters. That's fair. I mean yeah, Toy Story 2 is like basically a perfect movie.
1: I'm one of the people who think it's better than the first one arguably anyways.
0: At the time it came out, it was oh, the highest true. grossing video game movie of all time. Uh it was unseated in 2001 by Lara Croft Tomb Raider, which I think is going to be our next episode. <laughs> I think
1: yeah, I think we're coming Great. up on it. We're that getting
0: one. to them uh yeah
1: so that's basically what we have about pokemon the first movie colon Mewtwo strikes back lexi i know i want your thoughts on us forcing you to do
2: this well okay so i i I grew up with this movie i've seen it like probably at least three times um maybe more now um but i didn't really want to watch this movie i didn't want to see it again <laughs> I was just like, oh, great, this thing again. Like, w- what about the one about Entei? That one was fun.
1: Yeah, the Entei Bad, one. but fun. The third movie is has more of the existential weirdness baked into it in a way that couldn't be cut out for American audiences. And if we're going to talk about any of the rest of them, I kind of vote we skip two and talk about three, which is the anti-one, or maybe four, the one that has inspiration paradoxes all over it.
0: That's my favorite. Which
2: one is this? The fourth movie... Uh,
0: This was, they'd already started going direct to video by this point, I believe, at least in North America. This is the one where Ash meets Celebi in the forest and gets sent back in time. And meets Professor Oak as a child
1: and tells him about Pokeballs and like...
0: (laughs) He gives Professor Oak the inspiration for the Pokedex and the Pokeball, which he goes on to invent. And then it, huh. it ends with him, like, with Professor Oak, like, staring out the window, reminiscing about that time as a child he met the 10 year old kid he has been mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, so that's a it's one. wild. Um, I think I've only seen the first three and then saw a piece of that one, but haven't actually seen the full thing. So I've that's seen wild.
1: probably the most of the Pokemon movies out of y'all. All of them are wild as fuck. Uh, so yeah, one is uh, Frankenstein via way of psychic monster is going to kill everybody on the planet. Number two is uh, a guy goes nuts and wants to collect the god birds that control all weather and patterns. And Ash has to like save the world by finding orbs and freeing the birds and gets help from a talking slow king. Number three is the Entei one, which is so bonkers, and I kind of feel like we should talk about it sometime, honestly. Long story short, there's a lot of unknowns, and there's like a little girl who gets a psychic dream space. It's wild number four is the time travel one i don't know if this is like right number wise or not but there's also uh ash befriends a girl that is actually latias like a pokemon which is weird there's the one where uh the pokemon jirachi falls from the sky once every ten thousand years and can grant wishes uh and is like captured by an evil person to like take over the world uh then there's i choose you which we mentioned which is the remake of the first season but at the end pikachu two talks. Um
2: sorry what? Yep. Go back a little. <laughs>
1: Yeah, at the end of the movie, Ash and Pikachu are, like, dying on the cliffside, and Pikachu is like, I love you. It's not really like that. I don't remember what it says, but he does talk in English at Ash.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: Just out of nowhere.
1: It's really weird. Uh, Pikachu has a feminine voice, by the way. Um, Yeah, the Pokemon (laughs) movies are all bonkers. Oh, also, there's the one with Deoxys, who is an alien. I don't have any memory of that one. It might be the same one (laughs) as the Latios one. (laughs) All of the Pokemon movies are bonkers, but they're also not great, so we're not going to talk. About any of them, except for maybe the third one, because we all seem to be interested in that. Um,
0: here's and- here's what I'll say: If we establish a Patreon eventually, and you want to give us money to talk about a Pokemon movie, maybe. Oh, for
2: sure. This for maybe money. will be a reward. I'll do it for
1: money. <laughs> I'll watch any garbage for money. <laughs> I have no self-respect. We just bought a car. We don't have money. Anyway, that is Pokemon the first movie. I don't recommend it unless you grew up with it, in which case you already know how you feel about it.
2: <laughs> do, we, do we want
0: to give our ratings for this movie? Yeah.
1: Out of 1,000 plus Pokemon as of Pokemon Sword and Shield, I give this a Pedalil, a Pokemon that is pretty boring and hard to remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I rate this movie two brute roots out of five shell shockers
2: <laughs> um out of ratata to nine tails um i give it a venonat now <laughs> <laughs> So like pretty. Cool. All right. Uh, uh, no no no, hat is not cool. <laughs> a
1: pink I like them. They're a pink. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, this has been video game, the movie, the podcast. We should actually look up what's next.
0: Um, if we're not talking about the second Pokemon movie, I think it is Tomb Raider. But we'll double check.
1: Gotta catch them all. Do
2: we, though? Why can't we just let them be? Why can't they just run free and be wild?
1: I don't know. Probably because, like, if humans didn't have Pokemon, they would be dead in that universe.
2: That's true, but, like, there's such a thing as overhunting. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, you collect thousands of pokemon and shove them into a computer and care about exactly six
1: (laughs) at a given time you're allowed to care about six i mean it does seem like most people only have one or two that they keep around the house as pets or like handymen and it's only trainers that catch more than that. I don't think it is so. Okay,
2: so trainers are outliers and should not be counted, (laughs) except their average comes out because of trainers. These 11 year olds who have been given reign over powerful animals to collect thousands of Pokemon, removing them from the ecosystem.
1: Yeah, if we talk about Pokemon as an actual universe, it falls apart very quickly. (laughs) But it's all in good fun.
2: All
0: Pokémon hatch from eggs.
1: They're all giant insects. That's why they <laughs> evolve. They um
0: they more accurately they metamorphose
2: into new forms.
1: Yeah, they they okay. pupate.
2: <laughs> why then did so this is my question because Pokémon don't grow. They they Metamorphose into larger, more powerful things in spurts, in, like, glowy spurts. How can there be a Baby Mewtwo?
1: Because that... it's clone.
2: But the other clones appeared fully formed. It they didn't is even... weird.
1: I think it's partially because... Mew is a Pokemon that they don't actually know anything about. Um, like, they're just kind of making it for on the fly, so they don't know mm. what it should be. Baby Mewtwo looks like a Mew in about size, so maybe they just kept growing it artificially, and that's why Mewtwo is so jacked. Fair. Um.
2: That's a that's a fair idea. Also,
1: the anime <laughs> does show, like, baby versions of full-grown Pokemon, and there are, like, exceptions to that, like, Kangaskhan have babies. Um. Sorry, what? Kangaskhan
2: this is so confusing the Pokemon <laughs> universe is a mess also, also some Pokemon are just ghosts they're just dead people
1: and then also there's baby Pokemon which is it's own thing where if you have an egg from certain species of Pokemon they don't hatch into that species they hatch into a different baby version so like Pichus and uh, like Smoochums are like baby Pikachus and Jinxes but also you can hatch a Pikachu and a Jinx out of an egg <laughs>
2: Kenzie yeah Kenzie why uh why do you consume this media uh because
1: I like petting cute little foxy animals and having them as friends I'm gonna get a groovy <laughs> <laughs> actually don't call me on that I don't know if I'm getting grooky or sobble yet because they haven't actually announced the evolutions for the newest games and I don't want to accidentally end up with like the ugly one
0: In the new game, you have swoll Pokemon. (laughs) In
1: the new game, they're very, very tall sometimes.
0: Yes, you can Gigantamax your Pokemon in battles and make them very, very large. I don't like the uh,
2: the Gigantamax of Meowth. It's bad. It's, it's long. It's a long cat. So long. long cat.
1: Pokemon's getting so inc- long. Pokemon's getting increasingly mimi, and I kind of love it.
0: You can cook in the new one. Uh, yes, you, you can, can also make oh my curry. God. I'm very Great. excited for this very good video game.
1: But yes, the next movie on our bracket is Lara Croft Tomb Raider.
0: And then we have to decide if we want to cover Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, which is the next one.
1: We also have to decide if we're talking about Lara Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life or not.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a theatrical release sequel. It. It's we could why not? Because yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the <laughs> Tomb Raider movies are bad. I
2: enjoyed it when I watched it when I was really little
0: Okay, but in between we get to talk about Resident Evil
2: Great, I'm so excited I am hyped I have never seen a Resident Evil movie Me neither I've seen part of one There were digitized swords and digitized guns And motorcycles on the sides of buildings And she was a vampire apparently It's the same director as Mortal Kombat
1: (laughs) Which is one of our favorites so far.
2: No, no, Mortal
1: Kombat sucks. <laughs> okay. um, we're working on a scale here. We're grading on a curve. <laughs> we're
0: grading on a curve, and the curve gets bigger with every new movie we see.
1: Oh, by the way, where on this curve are we placing Pokemon? Roughly, we gave our fake our our good reviews, our good ratings, and now just this is on the lower end, right?
0: Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't have the sheer Gonzo entertainment value of like your Street Fighters or your Mortal Kombat or your um Mario Bros. Mario Bros. I would say it's better than uh, but something it's not, like Double Dragon. It's it's better yeah, than some, like yeah, Double Dragon it's not Mortal weird Bros. enough to be as fun. It's mostly like boring in how bad it is. Yeah, Pokemon um,
1: is watchable. Like you don't yeah. hate yourself. Also it's short, which helps.
0: It's also not as, like, just kind of okay as, like, Wing Commander, which <laughs> is kind of just on the high end by default because it's competent enough. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah.
1: fine. So, this has been Video Game the Movie the Podcast. Join us next time for Laura Croft, Tomb Raider 2001. I have been and will continue to be, unfortunately, Mackenzie Easton, <laughs> at least for a while. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix.
0: I am currently Nathan Bertram. We'll see how long that lasts.
2: And <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Bert Nerd tram And I am remaining Lexi Conwell for the foreseeable future, unlike these two. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex. All right. You can find
0: the show on Twitter at VGTM Podcast. BT yes. TM podcast, yes. Yeah.
1: Um. And thank you for listening to this, our probably worst episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we tried, guys. There's just not a lot of meat on them there bones. Not a lot of, not a lot of milk take on them there bones. <laughs>
0: Let's go have a Pokemon fight. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening. Uh, See y'all next time.
0: And remember, I choose you.
1: Game over, bitches.
2: (laughs) You may now. I don't know. What are Pokemon? What?
1: Super effective.
2: (laughs) This episode was super effective.